I am so sick of the media dictating the terms of the narrative in this country. I'm so sick of having to be apologetic for who I am. I'm so sick of people in middle America being called a flyover country or slope-headed conservative teabaggers. And it's going to be teabagging day. It's hard to talk when you're teabagging. <laughs> it's so funny because the teabaggers, the one thing they hate is when you call them racist. If racism is not the whole of the Tea Party, it is in its heart. The hatred that is Timothy McVeigh, that he had. There are plenty of people like that right now. Lots of I think you get the general tenor of this. It's anti-government. This is highly promoted by the right-wing conservative network, Fox. The left pits people against each other. Divide and conquer is the strategy. I don't want to live in that world. It is the exact opposite of E Pluribus Uno. He said you were racist. He said you were very 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 racist. And what the left has stood for with political correctness is to try and get those with whom they disagree to shut up. And the Tea Party movement and Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and Alan West and and all the all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's. Fuck you. War. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Thursday already. Time is flying. March 2nd, 2023 on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network. And as always, thanks for coming along for the ride. And uh, yeah. I'm just reading a real-time update, so welcome. It is a dystopic, wild and dystopic ride. I am your host, Chris Hinckley. We are all road warriors, as long as we have road and things that don't drive themselves, so to speak. You know, I I always think of that scene in iRobot. You are experiencing an accident. (laughs) No. What a strange world. And like I was saying yesterday, you know, I mentioned the the Wired Magazine article yesterday. Uh, the battery that never gets flat. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be fantastic, you know, if we could just... The article earlier this year, January 19, the battery that never gets flat, your body generates enough energy to power wearables, medical sensors, and implanted devices Uh and tech designers are plugging in. That sounds. Why does that sound vampiric to me? Plugging in. And isn't there a company that changed its name officially to Meta? The parent company now is Meta. And part of that is um, they have this idea, this concept of the metaverse. And everybody has their goggles and stuff. And they're not the only one that makes the goggles. But, you know, everybody's getting their goggles. And we can live in our own little 
digital utopia. It sounds so fun, but wait, I think I've heard this scenario somewhere before. I think there was a movie that was, uh, you know, it became a franchise, um, and it was wildly popular. It was, it has a cult following basically. First one came out in 99, 1999, the matrix. Wasn't that the scenario the matrix? People in pods or batteries and they're living in a digital reality and that's funny. You know, what is the ultimate renewable source? Hmm. Funny how that works. Anyway, uh, let's let me just say this. Wouldn't it be amazing? So we play that intro, the Breitbart intro. It's so much deeper than that. It's cultural Marxism. We'll talk about that in a second. But what if there was a lens through which you could understand everything that is happening around us right now? And it would all just all of a sudden, da-da, it would make sense. You would think, well, no, this is this is exactly what's going on. And this all comes from this one thing. And spoiler alert, it's not this group or those people or that last name or whatever. It's even above their pay grade. And when you understand how that works um, and, you know, what it is, then all of a sudden things really start to become pretty darn clear. It's a it's a religious um, pursuit and devotion that sort of masquerades as, you know, metaphysical and pseudo-intellectual and a variety of things. But if you understand it, it makes sense. I've tried to articulate it recently. I haven't done a fantastic job, I think, but we're going to have help. I think we'll we'll start at least diving into that. And so that's a good thing. Stay tuned for that. Before we get into everything, um, the announcement, we got to make the announcement, you know, um, RBN needs your help. We appreciate the support from everybody. There's stuff going on behind the scenes. We're trying to build in value. You know, this is a flagship operation. Republic Broadcasting Network is. And whether it is, you know, it's mostly unspoken. But around the, let's say, I don't know, truth community, shall we say that? I mean, I, it's kind of a pejorative, but whatever. To give it some kind of context, you know, the 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 anti-spin community who, you know, people trying to get to the bottom of what's really going on and who's who in the zoo and all that kind of stuff. Um, Republic Broadcasting Network is known. Even though, you know, it may not get the kind of uh, recognition that it deserves, it's definitely known. And um, so, you know, we're trying to, everybody I think is generally trying to find ways to bring more value to um, those whom we serve and uh, so that's happening, I think, behind the scenes. I think that's – I just – I don't necessarily – I can't point to anything specifically, but I feel like it's something that's on everybody's minds and on everybody's heart. So that's a good thing. But in the meantime, as you know, good things start to happen, 
um, RBN obviously still is listener supported. And so thank you to everyone who has supported RBN. And if you don't actively uh, and you derive some benefit from RBN or you think it's beneficial, um, then please consider supporting RBN. You can go to the website and um, see the the um, if you're on a desktop, for example, on the you know you have that little deal in the left hand sidebar, and you also have the thing in the main menu. How to do that? But there was the T-shirt thing and the book drawing. T-shirts are available. Go check out the website for more information on that, uh, republicbroadcasting.org. And also, uh, congratulations to Sean in Michigan, right? Um, the book winner. Fire in the Minds of Men. James H. Billington, 1980. Signed. A signed copy of Fire in the Minds of Men. So, that's pretty cool. Um, this is, you know, this is special, special stuff. So more, more stuff to come. And, um, so, you know, keep your ear to the ground on that, but, um, let's press on, shall we? Cause we were short on time. Actually, I I want to address the question yesterday. I'll do that, I think, in the next segment. But first, good news, Jason Whitlock. You know what what you said, Jason. The the Brian Cranston thing, not the whole Patrick Bet David and um, Roland Martin thing. But um, Jason Whitlock, you know, as fate would have it, so to speak, Jason Whitlock. Yesterday, I uh, on yesterday's Road Warrior Radio broadcast i said um in essence i don't care what anyone tells you or anyone you know cultural marxist social darwinist deconstructionist or otherwise says i don't care what anybody says um the good old days were good and don't let anyone tell you otherwise as irony would have it just hours later jason whitlock in response to brian cranston's stuff said essentially the exact same thing I said. He said it all, I think. Incidentally, speaking of Roland Martin, isn't he one of those Prince Hall Masons? I'm not aware that Jason Whitlock is. By the way, uh, I always thought that handshake Patrick Bet David gave John McAfee in that May 2018 interview was peculiar, even telling perhaps along maybe with that ring and some other things that have happened is, I don't know. I digress. We should give the Jason thing a listen. If I can get myself together here and we can fire that up. Um, it's long. We're not going to fit all of it in right now, but uh, I think we should play. Probably the most most of it, the whole thing, basically, because he, I think he speaks for a lot of people. You know, the the deconstruction nonsense is just that. It always reminds me of Pike and Pike's letter to Mazzini. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists. 
We shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm. That's exactly what we're seeing. And what is all this deconstructionist nonsense about? I mean, it's like these people have a religious devotion to it. It's like this blind religious zealotry, isn't it? Well, we'll get to that. For now, we'll start with Jason Whitlock's remarks. This is titled, YouTube video titled, Jason Whitlock Reacts to Brian Cranston's Unhinged Rant. Go ahead, please. When was it great? So if you're making it great again, it's not including them. It's including me. I'm black. Dear Brian Cranston. Actually, can we pause for uh, one second? My childhood. Please. I apologize. I'm going to say this. I mean, this is, it's always the irony. Brian Cranston, I mean, let's just think about in this example, the context is essentially Brian Cranston is speaking for Jason Whitlock, shall we say. I mean, isn't it ridiculous when this kind of thing happens? And this is a much bigger issue. We talk about the communitarian stuff, we talk about, um, R2P, responsibility to protect and, and uh, responsibility to prevent. And this is a, you know, speaking of the religious aspect of this, this cannot be um, underestimated or overstated. You have to understand that, you know, you have, you have the, the sort of Singerite contingent. You know, Peter Singer says that you have an obligation – which which you know gets to the R two P mindset. It's being taught in in universities at high levels, you know, as as um, a moral obligation. And um, most of us don't understand that, and it filters down to the street level, and its practical application. But it is. You know, it's that it's that 1972 paper, Famine, Affluence, and Morality, that most people don't realize. It has a lot to do with this whole, you know, if you can help, you must help. Well, the trouble, I think, is there are a lot of people who debate this. Some have de debated with Singer himself over this. I think the issue, again, as I have said for the last however long, the issue is more about the meta-level abstraction. And so in this case, the meta is who defines the term help? Who defines what constitutes help? And I go back to examples like the Bible, you know, where um, there's the, the, the man who was born blind, and the disciples say, Lord, who was it that sinned? Was it this man or his parents that he would be born blind? I don't know how he could sin, and be born blind, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Maybe I don't understand exactly what they're getting at. But it sounds kind of silly on the face of it. Maybe it's a deeper thing. Anyway, the point is, Jesus says, neither. It was for an entirely different reason and purpose, quite frankly. So where you are mentally on that issue, your you know, focal point, your target fixation is entirely off the mark. And so, in you know, you bring that sort of back to famine, affluence, and morality. Who's, who's in charge? Who decides? 
what constitutes help? This is the question always. Who's in charge? Who decides? And that gets to the higher level religious aspect of what I'm talking about. When we play the Breitbart intro, I've been trying to explain lately. We'll get into that. Anyway, this also you know, ties back to crazy people. It's insane to think that somehow the Brian Cranston's can speak for the Jason Whitlocks or that, you know, like I was saying yesterday that the balkanization and the beggar thy neighbor that has shaped culture for decades now, generations since at least the sixties, there are facts that Candace Owens mentions and, um, Thomas Sowell and, you know, Walter E. Williams mentioned and so many others, you know, who, who can, who can, who's going to argue with say, you know, a Thomas Sowell or even a Jason Whitlock, you know, this was my experience. And by the way, you know, while you're, while you're talking about a Thomas Sowell, you know, he says, this is my, literally, this is the experience I had, which includes working for government in a technocratic capacity. And that's why he's, nobody wants to debate him because he's the quintessential unimpeachable witness to a, to a certain extent. Been there, done that. So, you know, you're arguing from an outside perspective. He says, I was there and I actually had all of the data that could possibly be available to, you know, to look at. And here is the conclusion. If you're not trying to manipulate data, here's what's going on. And things have, you know, if you listen to those people, things have been getting progressively worse, despite the fact that the... Folks who want to hold everyone hostage and say, we, we will protect you. The, you know, the kidnapper that wants to kidnap you and say, I will, don't worry, I'll protect you. I'll keep you safe and secure. How are you going to do that? I'm going to stick you in a box way down in a hole and nothing bad will ever get to you. Well, that sounds kind of nightmarish. That doesn't sound utopian. That sounds dystopian. I tell you what, how about you save us all a lot of trouble and the waste of all of these resources, just let me take care of myself. That's okay. You know what? I'll take. I'll handle it. I'll take it from here. I appreciate your concern, but I got it. But that's just not an option. Why is that? And again, that gets back to the religious fervor. I've sort of touched on it with the Kabbalistic aspect of things too. It has a religious component. This is our, you know, the R2P. We have a responsibility to protect and prevent bad things. Well, who's deciding what constitutes help and what constitutes bad? Because we used to believe in this society that if something, you know, if we, if we fell down or we had some kind of failure, it shaped, that's what all the successful people say. How, you know, how do you succeed by making good decisions? How'd you learn how to make a decision by making bad decisions? Gotta, you got to work through it rather than being hermetically sealed in some kind of box. Stick around. We'll be right back. 
folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today.
Maybe too much. Jason Whitlock reacts to Brian Cranston's unhinged rant. He said what I said yesterday. The good old days were good. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Here's Jason Whitlock. Go ahead. It was great. We lived in the ghetto. Hope and joy filled the tiny apartment I shared with my brother and mother after my parents divorced. High school was even better. I captained a nationally ranked undefeated football team. My senior year, I shared a one-bedroom, 400-square-foot apartment with my dad. I earned a football scholarship to Ball State University. The five years spent on campus comprised many of my fondest memories. I would do those five years over and over again until eternity. The two decades I spent as a newspaper journalist in Bloomington, Indiana, Rock Hill, South Carolina, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Kansas City, Missouri, were tremendous. I started at the bottom, working part-time for $5 an hour, and became one of the most successful sports writers of my generation. America was great for me from 1967 until about 2012. Brian Cranston, I'm black. Both my parents are black. Their parents were black too. I'm 55 years old. When I hear former President Donald Trump and his supporters say, make America great again, I don't interpret that as nostalgia, as some subtle or overt racism. I hear it as a call for a return to sanity, a return to a time when America at least pretended to judge man by the content of his character. Brian, I saw some of your interview with CNN's Chris Wallace. The exchange where you claim the, so, the slogan, make America great again, is some sort of bigoted dog whistle? Take a listen. When I, when I see the, the make America great again, my comment is, do you, do, you, do you accept that that could possibly be construed as a racist remark? It, it, Cranston continued, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but Chris Wallace should have stopped you right there, Brian. Only someone on a 24-7, 365 hunt for racism would hear that slogan and think it's racist in nature. Bill Clinton said the exact same thing in 1991 when he launched his bid to win the White House. Clinton is fondly referred to as the first black president But he's also the first presidential candidate to say, make America great again. Take a listen. Pain to make us strong at home and abroad. I ask you to join with us today to give me your hands and your hearts, to give me your prayers and your help. I believe that together we can make America great again. And with your help, your heart, your devotion and your efforts, we can build a community of hope that will inspire the world. God bless you, and thank you very much. So, uh, Brian, as you can see in that recap, Bill Clinton was not and is not black. He's a stereotypical politician, a man unafraid to distort reality for his own benefit. 
To you, once Trump adopted the slogan, MAGA became a Confederacy code word. Brian, you and Bill Clinton are both actors. You feign concern for black people while seducing us with lies. Your statements to Chris Wallace come off as condescending and racist. Listen to what else you had to say. And most people, a lot of people go, how could that be racist? Make America great again? I said, so just ask yourself from, from an African-American experience, when was it ever great in America for the African-American? When was it great? So if you're making it great again, it's not including them. Break, right? It's including me. Yeah, it's so absurd. Brian Cranston, it's, I mean, it's embarrassing that people even do this. We'll finish that when we come back. Stick around. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Don't become dependent on the medical system. Get and stay healthy naturally with Extendivite. Metals in the liver cause peroxides to get dumped into the bloodstream. Peroxides do more damage than free radicals to the arteries, and the LDL has no protection from peroxides, causing the LDL to get stuck in the arteries, creating a potential blockage. Extendivite slowly chelates the metals away from the liver so it can dispose of what was meant to be a harmless process, peroxide. Extendivite 7 Herbs has a job to strengthen the organs and circulatory highway. Can you afford a heart attack? Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease Off Drop and Lift? What in the world is an Ease Off Drop and Lift? 
Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Welcome back. Uh, you know, when these things happen, it's just embarrassing. You know, I don't know how anyone can take someone seriously or how these people can take themselves seriously. When you start talking for someone else and you have no no idea what you're talking about. No personal experience. You know, how many people did Brian Cranston talk to, do you suppose, before he, he went out and said these ridiculous things? Does he know a whole bunch of people personally who've lived the experience that he seems to speak to? How many people have you spoken to? I mean, if if that's the case, then fine. I stand corrected. If there is just this volume of people but this always happens with this contingent the the whole r2p community says we have this responsibility where is the large public outcry these people we have to you know they don't have a voice maybe it's not so much they don't have a voice as you're making stuff up you're trying to do something for your own agenda and you're not really speaking for these people whoever they may be presumably whomever they may be because you know there are the jason whitlocks who say i don't know who you're talking about but you certainly aren't talking about me so anyway just to let jason whitlock finish in his own words saying exactly what i said and i i certainly wasn't speaking for anyone i was just saying based on the experience that i had and i think many of us when we really are able to pause and reflect we say to ourselves what I said yesterday. And what do you know? Jason Whitlock said the same thing. So to let Jason Whitlock finish in his own words, go ahead, please. Her statements to Chris Wallace come off as condescending and racist. Listen to what else you had to say. And most people, a lot of people go, how could that be racist? Make America great again? I said, so just ask yourself from, from an African-American experience, when was it ever great in America for the African-American? When was it great? So if you're making it great again, it's not including them. It's including me. I'm black. There's other people that think like me that are black as well. Brian, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but as of 2020, roughly one in 10 black people living in America migrated here from Africa. That's 10% of all black people in America migrated here from Africa. 
1980, it was only 3%. So, Brian, just understand this. So the plight of black people in America is so miserable that real black Africans are choosing to immigrate to this country by choice, not by slave ship. And yes, I call them real black Africans because I'm not. I'm a black American. I don't know how far my roots stretch back or even if they stretch back to Africa. That's something I've been told. That's something that's been popularized by Jesse Jackson. He came up with the term African-American. Before that, we were just black Americans or we were Negroes. America is and has been the safest, most prosperous, most opportunity rich land for black people for at least the last 60 years. That's why Africans and other black people from around the globe choose to relocate here. They want what I experienced in the 1970s, 80s, 90s and 2000s. Freedom an opportunity derived from the greatest constitution ever written. They have no interest in debating whether men have periods or can get pregnant. They want to compete on the most level playing field in the world. They may not be Christians, but they want what Christianity created. America stopped being great, I'd say a decade ago. Social media accelerated American culture's descent into wokeness and secularism. America turned demonstrably hostile to a biblical worldview and patriarchal leadership. It prioritized victimhood over victory. It stopped pursuing equality of opportunity in favor of equality of outcome. Equity. Equity is the gateway drug to mass corruption. Equity fuels entitlement. It sends people on a search to discover what makes them worthy of special consideration. Equity is at the root of identity politics, gender dysphoria, and racial division. Equity is utopia's Bible. Utopia is the left's favorite nonsensical conspiracy theory. They're determined to create it around the world. Brian. You don't believe black people can compete in the system George Washington, Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin designed. You babbled at the beginning of your rant as if America's founding fathers invented slavery. They inherited the planet long institution and wrote a constitution that made its demise inevitable. Their foresight and the sacrifice of many others over two centuries made America great, not perfect, great. I lived in that America. I was raised to believe I could accomplish anything I wanted here. My dad didn't graduate high school. My mom was a factory worker. Union labor and manufacturing jobs made it possible for them to raise two boys who achieved parts of the American dream. My brother joined the Air Force, graduated from college, has been married for over 20 years, a high-end executive at Ford Motor Company. He owns a nice home in a nice neighborhood. Many people want that America back, a country that allows two parents with nothing more than a good work ethic to lift their children to a better life. Life doesn't get any better than that. Instead, manufacturing jobs have left this country 
and America caters to global corporations that favor China and a Marxist worldview. America cares far more about what's best for elite celebrities than working class families. That frustration is at the root of the Magna movement, MAGA movement. It's willful ignorance to pretend otherwise. Sincerely, Jason Whitlock. <laughs> there you go. You know, I mean, enough said, right? Let's just all get back to work. What if we stop speaking for each other? What if we, you know, like I said yesterday with the social media stuff, I mean, what if we stop sharing things that are unverifiable? What Brian Cranston said, unless he has some kind of um, evidence, and even that could be suspect. Hollywood is notorious for cooking up things that, you know, prey on our suspension of disbelief, shall we say. Anyway, we got other stuff to cover. I just thought that was pretty remarkable that <laughs> hours, just a couple of hours, few hours, like three hours after I said what I said, don't let anyone tell you otherwise, Jason Whitlock responds to Brian Cranston's nonsense and says the same exact thing. So let's go to the phones real quick and grab Patrick in Texas. Patrick, good morning. Welcome. Oh, we lost Patrick. Never mind. Uh, how about, speaking of lightweight, lightfoot, the Jesse Waters thing. We should play that. Let me, we could squeeze that in real fast. Jesse Waters, Lori Lightfoot now paying the price. Um, that was interesting. Let me throw that over here real fast. Grab that. Yeah, we won't have quite enough time, but you know what? We'll get most of it. He hit, I think, most of the, if not all of the high points. Even though he is, you know, notoriously full of himself. And it's ironic. I'll just say this real quick. Uh, it was ironic. Speaking of Jesse Waters being full of himself all the time. Ironic that whoever was responsible for posting the video on YouTube misspelled his last name in the title. Accidental Freudian coincidence, perhaps? Humorous in any case. So this is titled Jesse Waters with one T. Lori Lightfoot now paying the price. Go ahead, please. History. It's called the great man theory. It basically says history is forged by great men. The George Washingtons, the Alexander the Greats, the Jesse Waterses. Individuals drive the fate of civilization. And there's other theories about everything. You know, economics is the main driver. I personally believe geography plays a big factor. But leaders define reality. And we celebrate when good ones succeed. And we celebrate when bad ones fail. We root for failure. And the best part about the United States of America is we can get rid of our own leaders if enough of us vote. Now, it can be frustrating when you live next to idiots because idiots put idiots in charge. But even sometimes idiots realize they picked an idiot. And that's what happened last night in Chicago. Chicago has been living in a nightmare for years. And this morning, the city woke up to good news. The Windy City is getting a new mayor. 
Thank God. And tonight we're going to tell you about what the Chicago election means for the Democratic Party. It's actually good news. It's good news for the country because prime times noticed a trend. But first, let's dance on Lori's grave. She can sing. Oh, and she can dance. She can even deliver pizza. Hey, (laughs) did you order thousands of new jobs and a pepperoni? If only Smollett had ordered pizza that night instead of going out for Subway. The kiss of death, though, for Lori in Chicago is when she crossed the Italians. She took down a Christopher Columbus statue and then rubbed it in the Italians' face. The mayor said she had a bigger male body part than the Park District lawyers on the call and Italians, and that she claimed to have the biggest male body part in the city. Now, after dissing the Italians, Lori pulled a Pelosi and went to the hair salon during COVID when no one else was allowed to. I'm the public face of this city. I'm on national media, and I'm out in the public eye. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a person who I take my personal hygiene very seriously. As I said, I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut. I'm not able to do that myself, and so I got a haircut. So Lori didn't really realize she wasn't hired for her looks. She was hired because of her identity. The first black lesbian mayor of Chicago... Oh, you better believe she shatters two glass ceilings. But Chicago quickly found out that the woman they hired for her race was a racist. When I look out um, across this podium, as I'm doing now, I don't see much in the way of diversity. The fact that the City Hall press corps is overwhelmingly white, has very little in the way of diversity, is an embarrassment. So the black lesbian mayor would only talk to black reporters. She wouldn't even talk to white lesbians. Now, who can forget Lori's costumes? She dressed up as a leprechaun on St. Patty's Day and the Rona Destroyer on Halloween. Lightfoot's great at a costume party, not really great in the mayor's office. She could do it all, well, except fight crime and cut her hair. And now she's paying the price. Lightfoot's the first Chicago mayor to lose re-election in 40 years. She only got 17% of the vote after spending the last four years turning Chicago into a third world city. Murders up 60%, and you can't blame that on COVID. Gangbangers were waging war broad daylight. Kids got mowed down in drive-bys on their way to school. Chicago streets were soaked in blood. But Lori was in denial. Crime is not out of control in our city. In fact, crime is on the decline. All of our major indices showed a decline in in, um, crime and our homicides and our shootings year over year are down. That's a fact, sir. So that was a lie. Lightfoot tried to defund the police after the BLM riots tore through it and then blamed business owners for getting robbed. 
Some of the retailers downtown in Michigan Avenue, I will tell you, I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take safety uh, and make it a priority. For example, we still have retailers that won't institute um, plans like having security officers in their stores, making sure um, that they've got cameras that are actually operational, um, uh, locking up uh, their merchandise at night, chaining high-end bags. These purses seem to be something um, that is attracting a lot of attention on these organized retail uh, theft units. Turns out victims don't like being blamed for getting shot, robbed, and raped. But that's not why she lost. She lost because of racism. Here she is. Quote, I'm a black woman. Let's not forget. Certainly, folks, frankly, don't support us in leadership roles. Whoa. Did she forget she shattered double glass ceilings just four years ago? Lori is the first black lesbian mayor in Chicago. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's racist and sexist. In 2019, she won by 75 percent of the vote. A third of the city's black, half are women. Or as Smollett calls it, mega country. Where did all these new racist, sexist voters come from? <laughs> Lori is just ripping a page out of Crooked's playbook. You remember, if you win, you shatter. If you lose, it was the sexists or the Russians. Kamala and Stacey did the same thing. What happened is simple. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. People just want to feel safe. And we're seeing it all over the country. In the midterms, Republicans won the House with a common sense message. Less crime, more police. They flipped those deep blue seats in New York, even Oregon, proving voters see crimes the problem, no matter what the media says. They have now turned to a strategy that sensationalizes crime, that weaponizes crime, and that racializes crime to unfortunately engage a certain demographic of their voting base. All they do is talk about crime, crime, crime. Crime is not on the rise. It's actually going down under Joe Biden. These are master manipulators. They have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in Democratic states they're not as safe. Well, guess what? They're also not only election deniers, they're data deniers. All right. So the crime deniers say we're going to crime's not happening. And if you say it is your conspiracy theorist, we'll pause for a break. But you get the idea. I mean, reality seems to be triumphing over fiction and fantasy. We hope. We hope, despite the gaslighting and manipulation, reality seems to be prevailing. We hope. Stick around. We'll be right back. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you.
Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules, like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino, neocon, cups. There's this wonderful thing that's called Vote With Defeat. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist, and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. Give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse to go in and kill yourself for this, this, this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. not sure how we wound up in a uh, a top gun montage but cool whatever works um let's finish the jesse waters thing shall we just a few more moments of that it's too priceless not to finish i guess please and nobody bought that except Lori lightfoot and now she's out of a job and the pro police chicago democrat Paul Vallis is in the lead. He's going to win. He says he's going to make Chicago the safest big city in America. That promise gets you elected every time. Democrat, Republican. It worked for Rudy, worked for Bloomberg here. And the defund the police has failed everywhere. It's poison. Democrats are finally starting to realize it. And the smart ones are moving away from it. And that's a good sign for the country. 
America is heading in the right direction. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, there click here to subscribe. Like I said, you know, hopefully we're not all, you know, fatalistic because of the gaslighting and manipula- manipulation and propaganda. And we should we should include Malcolm X here reminding us, don't let your enemy define terms. That's the first thing you do is you when you take you conquer a place, you go take over the radio and you say, you know, the war is over. Everybody laughs. Don't let them tell you how many of you there are, how many of them there are. He's absolutely right. That's one of the biggest um, dangers, I guess, of people who listen to the media. I think maybe, you know, maybe we should uh, go back to Jefferson. Actually, in the in the remaining moments here, I mentioned Thomas Jefferson yesterday. Uh, his letter to John Norvell, June 11, eighteen oh seven. Here's what he wrote. Nothing can now be believed which is seen in a newspaper. Truth itself becomes suspicious by believe, by being put into that polluted vehicle. The real extent of this state of misinformation is known only to those who are in situations to confront facts within their knowledge with the lies of the day. I really look with commiseration over the great body of my fellow citizens who... Reading newspapers live and die in the belief that they have known something of what has been passing in the world in their time, whereas accounts they have read in newspapers are just as true a history of any other period of the world as, a, as of the present, except that the real names of the days of, of the day are affixed to their fables. You know, history is a fable agreed upon. General facts may indeed be collected from them, but no details can be relied on. I will add, Jefferson wrote, that the man who never looks into a newspaper is better informed than he who reads them inasmuch as he who knows nothing is nearer to the truth than he whose mind is filled with the falsehoods and errors. He who reads nothing will still learn the great facts and the details are all false. Stick around. Second hour coming up. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 